Greetings and welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick with your hosts, Ray and Mark. In this episode, your intrepid hosts explore the fact and legends surrounding the famed inventor, innovator, and man of mystery, Nikola Tesla. If you're going to be an inventor, you need not only have expertise, but also a strong ego and the ability to be your own publicist. As Tesla once said, Marconi's a good fellow. Let him continue. He's using 17 of my patents. Welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast with Mark and Ray, uh, coming to you live from New York and Virginia on this lovely Memorial Day afternoon, where we're talking about Nikola Tesla, the man, the mythology, the technology. And to give us some background, uh, here's Mark. I think Tesla was a pretty interesting guy. Um, it's amazing. I was just talking to Ray about it, but he's like a, uh, you know, definitely a brilliant guy, um, part promoter, part mad scientist. Um, but anyways, he was born on the 10th of July in 1856 in the Austrian Empire in what's now known as Croatia. And he died in New York City on the 7th of January, 1943. He was 86 years old when he died. But he was a Serbian-American inventor, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, and really a futurist uh, who's best known in lore as a rival to Thomas Edison for his contributions to the modern alternating current, or AC, electrical supply system. He was extremely eccentric, and while he had over 300 patents, he ended up dying in debt living in a New York City hotel. And interestingly, for all his contributions to science and our current living standards, he's not all that prominent in history, and so the cathartic yardstick will fix this. Tesla was a great student who was able to do integral calculus in his head. So much like me, he's a brilliant guy. So, but anyways, and I could, I could do that in my head too. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, the fact that he could do calculus in his head prompted his teachers to believe that he was cheating. And according to Tesla's writing, he became interested in demonstrations of electricity that were done by his physics professor. Uh, Tesla noted that these demonstrations of this mysterious phenomenon made him want to know more about this wonderful force. In 1875, he enrolled at the Austrian Polytechnic in Austria on a scholarship. And during that four years, he never missed a lecture and earned the highest grades possible. By his second year, he was already in conflict with his professors over their understandings of how dynamos should be designed. So there was definitely an ego there. I think there was also um, definitely some promotional ability on his part. He claimed that he worked from 3 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day, no Sundays or holidays accepted. He said that uh, after his father's death in 1879, he found a package of letters from his professors to his father, warning that unless he was removed from school, Tesla would die through overwork. And just a hint for you detectives out there, if you look through my academic paperwork, you will not find such memos. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that. I'm drinking beer somewhere. Um, drinking raised liquor. Oh, I forgot about that. You, you still owe me a bottle. Well, black velvet. Um, it, it came to no good, let me tell you. Uh, at the end of his second year, Tesla lost his scholarship, became addicted to gambling, uh, and even later, when he was in the U.S., he was known to play billiards. Ultimately, he dropped out of school. He suffered a nervous breakdown. By 1881, he moves to Budapest, starts working as a draftsman at the Budapest Telephone Exchange. He becomes their chief electrician, 
And during his employment, Tesla allegedly made many improvements to the central station equipment and claimed to have perfected a telephone repeater or amplifier, which was never patented or publicly described. In 1882, he began work with the Continental Edison Company in what was then a brand new industry, installing indoor incandescent lighting citywide in the form of an electric power utility. And there, he really gained a great deal of practical experience in electrical engineering. Management took notice of his advanced knowledge in engineering and physics, and soon had him designing and building improved versions of generating dynamos and motors. They also sent him on to troubleshoot engineering problems at other Edison utilities being built around France and in Germany. He emigrated to the United States in 1884 became a naturalized citizen. For a short time, about a year, he worked at the Edison Machine Works in New York City before going off on his own. Um, now, it's not known exactly why he only worked there for a year, uh, but legend has it that uh, Edison told Tesla that he would pay him $50,000 for an improved design for Edison's DC dynamos. And allegedly, after months of experimentation, Tesla presented a solution and asked for the money, but Edison denied it, saying, Tesla, you don't understand our American humor. And apparently he didn't because Tesla quit soon after. But I've also read things saying that Edison was pretty cheap and $50,000 was an awful lot of money back then. So it sounds like it's uh, uh, another promotional thing. But he, uh, then Tesla was off on his own, uh, looking for partners to help finance and market his ideas. He set up laboratories and companies in New York to develop a range of electrical and mechanical devices. And uh, the late 1800s saw a battle of the currents. Edison favored direct current, DC, and it started to sell infrastructure using that power source. The problem was it didn't travel very far and it needed local power stations to amplify the current. AC power, however, uh, could travel great distances and it had been the subject of experiments in Europe and it was the mode of power that Tesla really saw for the future, and he was right. In 1887 and 1888, he was granted more than 30 patents for his inventions, and he was invited to address the American Institute of Electrical Engineers for his work. His lecture caught the attention of George Westinghouse, the inventor who had launched the first AC power system near Boston. And uh, it was actually Westinghouse was Edison's major competitor in the Battle of the Currents. So Westinghouse hired Tesla, licensed the patents for his AC motor, and gave him his own lab. And in 1888, Tesla worked in Pittsburgh, helping to create an alternate current system for the city's streetcars. In 1890, Edison arranged for, arranged for a convicted New York murderer to be put to death in an AC-powered electric chair. How's that for a claim to fame? Mm. But uh, that was a, allegedly a stunt to show how dangerous the Westinghouse standard could be. So, attempting to develop inventions to patent and market, Tesla conducted a range of experiments with mechanical oscillators and generators, electrical discharge tubes, early X-ray imaging, he also built a wireless controlled boat, one of the first ever exhibited. Tesla became well known as an inventor and would demonstrate his achievements uh, to celebrities and wealthy patrons at his lab and was noted for his showmanship at public lectures throughout the 1890s. He pursued his ideas for wireless lighting and worldwide wireless electrical power distribution in his high voltage, high frequency power experiments in New York and Colorado Springs. 
1893, he started to speak of the possibility of wireless communication with his devices. Westinghouse ultimately ran into funding problems, so some of these key experiments ran out of funding before they came to full fruition. But uh, Tesla was neck and neck with Marconi on radio, and there was a lot of uh, litigation between the two in terms of patents. Um, and ultimately, some of the courts actually sided with, uh, with Tesla. Tesla was doing something right. He experimented with a series of inventions in the 1910s and 1920s with various degrees of success. Having spent most of his money, Tesla ended up living in a series of New York hotels, leaving behind unpaid bills. He died in New York City in January 43, 1943. His work fell into relatively, relative obscurity following his death until about 1960, when uh, the General Conference on Weights and Measurements named the SI units of magnetic flux density the Tesla in his honor. And since then, there's kind of been a resurgence in him. But uh, he worked on wireless lighting, in which electricity would flow like radio waves do, giving rise to the potential for free energy. He uh, consulted on the plan to have hydroelectric power come from Niagara Falls. And because of Tesla, it was AC power. X-ray experimentation, starting in 1894, Tesla began investigating what he referred to as the radiant energy of invisible kinds after he had, been, after he had noticed damaged film in his laboratory in previous experiments. And they were later identified as rhodogen rays or X-rays, but even in the area of X-rays, they're called rhodogen rays for a reason. Somebody named rhodogen was working with them before. Yep. In radio remote control in 1898, Tesla demonstrated a radio-controlled boat using what he called teleautomation at an electrical exhibition in New York City. Early radar in, in August 1917 edition of the magazine Electrical Experimenter, Tesla postulated that electricity could be used to locate submarines via using the reflection of an electric ray of tremendous frequency with the signal being viewed on a fluorescent screen. Um, sounds a lot like radar. Uh, vertical flight aircraft. In 1928, Tesla received a patent for a biplane capable of taking off vertically and then being gradually tilted through manipulation of elevator devices in flight until it was flying like a conventional plane. And he also envisioned a future wherein all labor would be automated. Factories would be run right by robots. Cars would drive themselves. And so, yes, Tesla predicted the self-driving car back when the whole concept of cars was brand new. So he was an interesting guy. He, he was. And uh, it's, I think it's also interesting to note that in the early part of the 20th century, a lot of his work was, was ignored, but uh, re recently there's been a resurgence almost to the point where he's got a cult-like status. And along with that goes a certain number of conspiracy theories that he was the victim of gov government conspiracies that were trying to suppress his work, uh, some of it uh, directed by um, Edison and the, the established uh, titans of industry at the time. And also that he had invented things that would um, present threats to some very powerful people, like you know, free energy. Um, there are people that feel that he developed something called zero-point energy, where you could essentially pull unlimited amounts of free energy right out of the air. The theory is that this has all been suppressed by the government. And people point to the fact that when he died in 43, 
all his work, all his notes were all confiscated by the government and analyzed uh, before they were released. But we were, you know, World War II was on and, um, you know, it was starting to brew. And uh, so it, it did get suppressed just to make sure that there wasn't anything dangerous or, or something that, you know, our enemies could use uh, against us. So all that leads to, you know, a modern day aura around uh, Tesla that, you know, he he was a genius. He invented all these things. Uh, the government suppressed it. Uh, his, his opponents suppressed it. And uh, it's out there. And people are trying to rediscover some of his work. I'll talk a little bit more. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, are under the impression that he invented alternating current, which he didn't. Uh, even Edison was working on alternating current. Edison was kind of developing both at the same time, but Edison was living off of his patents and his infrastructure that he'd already put in in direct current. And whereas Westinghouse had had Tesla, um, Edison eventually got Steinmetz, who had his own version of the electric motor. And once once Edison was able to get enough um, patents and work in place where he could move to alternating current, then, then it did happen. But if you picture, you know, the time around the turn of the last century, where uh, a lot of the a lot of innovations going on, uh, a lot of new products are coming on the market, and and the battle back and forth between AC and DC was real. And Edison did stuff like electrocuting animals, stray animals, to show how how dangerous alternating current was. Even though, you know, he's still working on it himself. He would uh, occasionally electrocute stray dogs or cats uh, in a process that he called Westinghoused. (laughs) He would Westinghouse them. In a way, it makes sense, you know, because when you're developing these new things, you're trying to attract sponsors and money. And so by, by nature, your true achievements are also going to be blended in with salesmanship. Right. Yeah, so in part of this whole legend was Edison allegedly electrocuted an elephant just to, again, demonstrate how dangerous alternating current was. And this happened in Coney Island at Luna Park, which was just being uh, opened in 1903. And there was an elephant, a circus elephant, called Topsy, who had gone a bit rogue, but but to, to be fair, had also been abused. Uh, and so they decided to euthanize this elephant by electrocuting it. ASPCA did get involved, and uh, the demonstration got changed a little bit from what it had originally planned to be this big showy thing. Didn't go particularly well, and Edison wasn't there. And this happened in 1903, about 10 years after the current wars had happened. Now, I did read somewhere that Tesla also passed AC current through himself. He did it to show that it was harmless. And, you know, speaking of marketing, um, one of the, the famous pictures of uh, Tesla is him sitting in a chair calmly while there's just these massive electrical arcs all around him. I think that was in the uh, Colorado Springs studio. That is a double exposure, despite the fact that there's kind of this movement to discredit him from some of the mythology. He, he, did, he did invent a lot of stuff. He did have patents. The AC induction motor... He didn't invent all the concepts involved with that, but he di- was able to put it into a practical working device. He had something like 300 patents yeah. cred- credited to him, so something was going on. He was a smart guy who could spot trends and things like that. 
the other thread that I saw moving through, and I think this is where my 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 caricaturized view, I guess, of him as being part mad scientist. You know, the, that thread is pretty interesting. He's a pretty eccentric guy. Um, he one of his theories was that the application of electricity to the brain would enhance intelligence. So in 1912, he crafted a plan to make dull students bright by saturating them unconscious, unconsciously with electricity, wiring the walls of a schoolroom and saturating the schoolroom with infinitesimal electric waves vibrating at a high frequency. Uh, the whole room will thus, Mr. Tesla claims, be converted into a health-giving and stimulating electromagnetic field or bath. The plan was at least provisionally approved by the then superintendent of the New York City schools, William H. Maxwell. <laughs> um, since 1900, Tesla had been living at the Waldorf Astoria in New York, running up a large bill, and he didn't have money to pay it. So in 1922, he moved to the St. Regis. <laughs> <laughs> and he would follow a pattern from then on of moving to a new hotel every few years, leaving behind unpaid bills. Tesla would walk to the park every day to feed the pigeons. He took to feeding them at the window of his hotel room and bringing the injured ones in to nurse them back to health. He said that he had been visited by a specific injured white pigeon daily, and Tesla spent over $2,000, including building a device that comfortably supported her so her bones could heal to fix her broken wing and leg. Tesla stated, I have been feeding pigeons, thousands of them for years, but there was one, a beautiful bird, pure white with light gray tips on its wings. That one was different. It was a female. I had only to wish and call her and she would come flying to me. I love that pigeon as a man loves a woman. And she loved me. As long as I had her, there was a purpose to my life. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I guess he's had, has no documented relationships, any serious romantic relationships. He's often painted as a loner, and maybe he was personally, but he, he was very social and always self-promoting. So it's yep. not entirely true that he was a loner. And, and in that self-promoting vein, apparently in the 1930s, uh, he started a birthday tradition where on his birthday he would give interviews and make predictions, and, and so some of these are hoots. In, um, in 1932, he claimed he invented a motor that would run on cosmic rays. In 1933, at the age of uh, 77, he told reporters that uh, at the event that after 35 years of work, he was on the verge of producing proof of a new form of energy. He claimed it was a theory of energy that was violently opposed to Eisenstein's physics Einstein's physics, Eisenstein, um, and could be tapped with an apparatus that would be cheap to run and last 500 years. He also told reporters that he was working on a way to transmit individualized private radio wavelengths, working on breakthroughs in metallurgy and developing a way to photograph the retina in order to record thought. In 1934, he told reporters that he designed a super weapon that could end all war he would call it teleforce, but it was usually referred to as his death ray. And so people talking like that, it's no surprise that when he dies, they seize his papers and want to have some engineers look through it to make sure there's nothing dangerous there. In 1935, he claimed to have developed an earthquake machine that could fit into a, co a coat pocket. So um, he's an interesting fellow. Yeah. So and you, you can see where the, the, uh, the theory that he had developed... Uh free energy came from and you know he's claiming he's 
he's developed some sort of device that can grab free energy out of the air or convert co cosmic rays into usable energy. So, so I kind of started those rumors himself. <laughs> so apparently in the fall of 1937, at the age of 81, uh, after midnight, he left the New Yorker Hotel to make his regular commute to the cathedral and library to feed the pigeons. And uh, while crossing a street a couple blocks from a hotel, he was hit by a taxi. His back was severely wrenched, and three of his ribs were broken in the accident. The full extent of his injuries were never known. Uh, Tesla refused to consult with a doctor, and that was almost a lifelong custom of his. And he never really fully recovered, and uh, so he ended up dying at the age of 86. And the FBI did seize his stuff and have it reviewed. Supposedly, he had a photographic memory, could memorize complete books, spoke eight languages, um, but he was always stricken with illness. He had a particular affliction in which blinding flashes of light would appear before his eyes, often accompanied by visions, and often the visions were linked to a word or an idea he may have come across. At other times, they'd provide the solution to a particular problem he encountered. So Tesla would visualize an invention in his mind with extreme pre uh, precision, including all the dimensions, before moving to the construction stage, uh, a technique sometimes known as picture thinking. Right, and that's where the uh, the concept of the AC induction motor came from that, that he built, was from a vision of a rotating magnetic field, and he was actually able to build that. Another couple factoids I ran across I thought were great to take juxtaposed because it kind of shows the whole dilemma with Tesla. Apparently one, one of his strangest claims of all came in 1901 where he said he had received radio transmissions from Mars. And uh, according to the article I read, it said in 1996, scientists replicated Tesla's experiments and found that the signals were actually caused by the moon passing through Jupiter's magnetic field. Oh, interesting. Yes. And so what I thought was interesting about that is if he's thinking in terms of doing experiments that it'll take another, you know, 90 years to, uh, to make sense out of, I mean, he was onto something. Uh, so he's a smart guy. Just weird. That's all I got. That's all, That's you all got. I got on Tesla. And now he owns a car company. Well, and, and you know, it's funny that it's called the Tesla because the car itself has become a bit of a myth. Uh, there are people that feel that it's, it's the greatest piece of technology invented in the last couple of years. There are people that think it's, it's a total fraud and, and will never go anywhere. So, so the car has pretty much inherited the, uh, the history of its namesake. And somebody's trying to cash in on his name to promote yeah. the car, which <laughs> yeah. is great. So, but it's out in space right now. Yeah, and, and Elon Musk is not, uh, you know, he's a little bit like Tesla, I would say. A little bit. Who else, who, who else would launch sports cars into space? <laughs> with dummy Star drivers. Man. Star man with his arm out the window. I love yeah. it. Well, I mean, we, we've got, kind of got that sort of uh, competition going on now for, for space. Uh, all the uh, internet billionaires have their own uh, space companies are competing against each other to, to get satellites launched and go to, the, go to Mars. And, uh, it's uh, History is repeating itself. And I, I, in my mind, if it if it actually pushes the capabilities and uh, makes it makes things possible, um, scientific advancement is scientific advancement. But yeah, it'll it'll come with a soap opera to it. That's for sure. Yeah. So what do you think, Ray? How do we wrap this up? Um. In conclusion. In conclusion, 
Tesla was brilliant or not. Uh, he I was would, brilliant. He was he was brilliant, but uh, but just not not the not the inventor of all things. Maybe he's just a he's a paradox. He's he's a he's a he's a bundle of complicated truths. He, he is an odd an odd man. He was a seer, a foreseer of the future. He would jump on bandwagons. He was a self promoter, but he was brilliant. Uh, yeah, and and the the path to to innovation is uh, is pretty convoluted. Uh, and not necessarily linear. And I think if you look at his life and career, it pretty much illustrates that. And he had an odd relationship with a pigeon. People will talk. As well they should. <laughs> I am I am Tesla. I am Aquarius. How about you? <laughs> what is your sign? You've been listening to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast where we're always experimenting. Past AC th current through himself, which I have also done, and I'm here to tell you it's no fun. 